In a world where people are famous for doing nothing, we're here to discover the ordinary individuals who take giant leaps to do something extraordinary. Welcome to Moving Forward. Hello, everyone. This is John Lim with Moving Forward. And today, my guest is Juliana Dabora. Juliana is the founder of Deco Miami Cosmetics based in Florida, which offers a signature line of designer nail polish. One of the reasons I'm so excited to interview Juliana is because she has recently launched her company. While we have interviewed many entrepreneurs that have successful businesses, I think it's important for our listeners to hear the stories of those who are also just starting out. On top of that, Juliana is finishing her Master's of Marketing at the Johns Hopkins Carey Business School, is a graduate of William & Mary, and founder of the Campus Connection blog. Welcome, Juliana. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me, John. Absolutely. Well, Juliana, I'm so excited because I get to interview you first before you end up <laughs> a huge success and interviewed by all of the big business podcasts that are out there. So I want to get started. Can you tell our listeners about Deco Miami Cosmetics? What motivated you to start this? What is the business model and your vision for the company? So Deco Miami is going to be nail polish to start. It's different from other nail polish brands because it has a competitive advantage in its branding strategy. And as you know, I'm graduating with my master's in marketing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And over the last year, I've really learned about how important branding specifically is to a new product and a new product line. And I chose Miami for my cosmetic line because the lifestyle, it kind of has that L.A. glam, but it also has that New York, I just don't care about anything, whatever. (laughs) For me, I don't think that women should wear makeup for other people. I think they should wear it for themselves to, you know, just do whatever works and makes you happy. And the thing that I love about nail polish is there are really no rules for nail polish. You can't really mess it up. And you can really get crazy with nail art is a big thing now between the colors, between how, I mean, right now I have, I've been experimenting with glue on nails. Wow. Really long. I know I've had to reteach myself how to type and and text on my phone. But yeah, it's a great way to express yourself. I don't know if it's corny to say that our nail polish is like an empowerment tool, but it really can be because... I mean, and just the, the people that are my friends and the women that I've talked to, when they pick their nail polish color, they're not like, oh, I think my boyfriend or I think my friends will like this color. They pick colors that are going to make them feel good. And then they go out and they kick butt in the world. And every time they look down at their nails, they're like, yeah, I got this. I got this. And wrapping it back to Deco and my company and my branding strategy, I really want to emphasize that this product is for women to go out and just be BAMPs. <laughs> and I know maybe our, our international viewers don't know what a BAMP is, but it's basically a bad butt woman. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah. I, didn't th- I didn't think I knew what that was. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, um, I'm really excited about it because the nail polish names are going to be kind of on the sassier side, but also bring in some pop culture references and they're not going to be all puns like a lot of nail polish companies kind of fall back on and they're not going to be boring names and even with the ad campaigns where I'm going to be showing models I say models kind of loosely because I'm sick of seeing the same type of blonde Caucasian model in beauty ads what I really want to do with this company is 
is take advantage of everything that Miami has to offer with so many different types of people. And I think that it's very limiting when we define beauty in one way. And I really want to show just all different types of beautiful women having a great time and smiling because I, I, I truly feel that real beauty and truly embodying what it means to be gorgeous and beautiful. It, it starts from confidence. And that's what I want to give women through my nail polish, confidence. So awesome. <laughs> it sounds like this is not just the cosmetic line, but really you're going for the lifestyle brand, the empowerment uh, branding. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show was because you're not just launching a cosmetic company. You're not just launching a nail polish company. You're really interested and passionate about the lifestyle brand and being able to empower your customers to build that lifelong relationship, which I think is really crucial for any successful business. And I think that's really awesome. Well, Juliana, I'm really interested to learn more about you, as I'm sure our listeners are. So can you start off by filling in that life and professional resume? Tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got to where you are now. Where where did that journey begin? And how did you get inspired to launch Deco Miami Cosmetics? Sure, sure. Well, I definitely need to start off by saying that I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My grandfather, Bud, he was born in Israel, and he came over to the United States for college, met my grandmother. And in the 80s, they together started a label company mm. that is it's called Hub Labels, Inc. It's in Hagerstown, Maryland. And it is now like a 120-person company. And they, they do great business. Wow. <clears throat> then I also have to acknowledge my brother, who is two and a half, three years older than me, whatever, what, something like that. <laughs> his, name, <laughs> his name is Greg. And he went to Hopkins, actually, for, I guess, technically a year for his undergrad and he left to pursue, he has a very successful scrap metal business in Western Maryland. So my point is entrepreneurship has just been around me. Exactly. It's just, it's, yeah, it's who I am. And even, I mean, even when I was a kid, (laughs) I would have the lemonade stand. I started a dog walking business when I was probably 10. We tried to make a, like a pet newsletter for the neighborhood, wow. me and my best friend. Yeah. And we, we were just, so yeah, I've, I've been doing, I've been kind of doing the entrepreneurship thing, I guess for a long time. But, but anyway, when I got to college, my freshman year roommate, when I went to, I actually started off at Mount Holyoke college, which is in Massachusetts. My freshman year roommate was very unhappy at the end of her freshman year and, and told me, Hey, Juliana, I know that you're like really into the internet and stuff. So is there a place where students can go and kind of get the real dirt on colleges? I said, oh, I don't know, but I'll I'll look for you. I looked and I didn't find anything. So that was how I (laughs) created this, this website. And well, I did everything organically, but I didn't have any funding or anything. I didn't really try, to be honest, with the campus connection. Because at that point, I was 18, 19 years old. And I wanted to have a normal college life. So I didn't really pursue or try to keep growing the campus connection. It's still online. Technically, yeah. And actually, so. it's got quite a bit of traction, too. And, and I know that you've mentioned that you've had quite a following and people reach out to you asking for more information. So you obviously filled a need that was out there. Right, right. And the exciting part of the campus connection was that I didn't try that hard And it still became something and was still useful for some people as a tool for picking their schools. There are still, in the end, I had about 20 colleges listed on there, which um, I wasn't really expecting to do when I started off. But anyway, so after the Campus Connection, that that was kind of a good test run, I think. Startups 101, I guess. That's great. I love that. And again, because I didn't 
I, I didn't have any money to invest in it. I didn't lose any money when I did everything. So it was just a great learning experience. And not to say that I don't believe that you need to fail to succeed, but at the same time, it was a very cheap learning experience that I gained invaluable knowledge. So number one, money is important, obviously. And number two, you've got to put a lot of work into whatever you're doing. But anyway, so then it's actually funny that I, I began that website before I knew that I wanted to transfer because it would have been very useful if yes um, <laughs> it would have been a very useful tool for me. But I transferred to William and Mary my sophomore year, and it took me a while to lock down on a major at William and Mary. So I ended up double majoring in sociology, and then I I created my own major within the interdisciplinary department. Why am I not surprised? Um, <laughs> so uh, it's the the official title of the major is. Uh, digital arts and sciences. That's fantastic. And it combined marketing, psychology, cultural studies, statistics. All basically, I just kind of threw in any class that I thought would be useful for myself as an entrepreneur. And I'm glad that I did that because that was how I realized that I wanted to pursue a graduate degree in marketing. And I ended up at Hopkins a year later. I jumped right from undergraduate to graduate school, and and here I am with Deco Miami. <laughs> right, even before you've graduated, which I think is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> it's it's been a lot of work, but but you know it's fun. And if it wasn't fun, I don't think I would be here talking to you even right now. <laughs> absolutely, well, Juliana. This leads perfectly into our next question. So, at the heart of it, what are you passionate about, and how did this passion come to you? Well, first and foremost. I'm passionate about giving people confidence and really inspiring other people. And I'm really, I, I would have, a year ago, if you would have asked me how I'm going, how I'm going to achieve that, I can guarantee you that I would not have said through nail polish. <laughs> but <laughs> my life aspiration is to leave a mark and leave a mark that matters. I guess everything that I do on a large scale kind of drives that and and that's what makes me passionate about things like starting a business or um, or actually it's it's funny I uh, my, my dog is sitting next to me right now and I, I rescue <laughs> him so I, I'm very passionate about rescuing shelter animals and mm. I would really like to somehow incorporate bringing light to the fact that there are so many shelter animals within my campaigns because if there's anything that I learned from <laughs> from all of my marketing education it's that puppies sell better than sex so, <laughs> <laughs> marketing so, 101 for you listeners you do yeah. not have to get your masters in marketing you have just heard the secret to <laughs> selling your brand yeah it's it's all about the puppies and the kittens and I'm really excited that I can empower women and hopefully bring awareness to the fact that there are so many puppies and kittens that are waiting for their forever owners. I think it's all about trying to figure out how to wrap together and tie together all of those bigger ideas in a, a way that makes sense. And for me, Deco is the way that I'm going to do that. That is awesome. I love that. Just a couple of big takeaways. Your passion isn't simply to create a business, but really to empower your future customers. And I think that is so unique. It is, I think, the hallmark of any successful business is that it's not simply about selling a widget. It's not about selling a product. It's not about selling nail polish. There are yeah. hundreds yeah. of companies that do that. But you have taken this 
channel and you're using it to empower your customers to create that lifestyle brand, which I think is huge. And then the other component of that is that you want to use the marketing to bring awareness to a really, really great cause. And the best entrepreneurs really do that. They really take to heart issues that people need to be aware of. And I think you're doing that at the same time as launching your company. So that's really fantastic. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And, and yes, making money is an important part of any business. But if you really love what you're doing, and if you couldn't tell, I really enjoy what I'm doing. You know, it's it, at the end of the day, it, it's not about profit. It's about just living your life how you want to. And and again, finding a, an outlet for your passion. To be honest, even if, if it didn't scale dramatically, and if, if I just stayed at a small business model for a, a couple months or years, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't be disappointed as long as I know that people believe in my brand and that I, I have customers, whether it's even if I'm not in in big department stores, if people are still just buying from me online, I would be ecstatic. Well, Juliana, just having interviewed so many entrepreneurs and so many people who are living their passion, I think the only thing you can ever be disappointed in is if you don't try, if you don't do this, if you have an idea and you're not willing to take that risk or that leap and then you years go by and then you look back and you think, oh, I really should have tried this. I wish I had done this. And I think what you're doing, there are absolutely no regrets where you're taking your career, where you're taking your passion. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> and for our listeners, what is the name of your dog, by the way? Remy. Actually, his his full name is Remus J. Lupin. He's named after a Harry oh. Potter character. <laughs> <That's great>. Fantastic. <laughs> Did you pick that name? Oh, yes. Ever since I, I got into the Harry Potter books, I, I decided that I was going to name one of my pets after a Harry Potter character. So now I have Remy. That's awesome. <laughs> We're going to dig a little deeper here. So I want you to share with our listeners, is there a time in your life where you failed, where you faced what seemed like that huge Mount Everest type challenge that ended up being a valuable learning experience or part of your road to your success? Sure. I I consider my college transfer process actually as one of the the greatest biggest decision that I had to make. I kind of touched on it before when I was mentioning the Campus Connection, but I really learned a lot about myself from realizing that I was unhappy at my at my initial college, Mount Holyoke, to actually going through with it and, and choosing a new college. And I, I guess what I learned about myself, number one, that, that I think is, is valuable, is going to be valuable for the rest of my life. If you are unhappy, it is going to be very difficult for you to be productive. Yes. And I did not feel productive. I was unhappy. And, and I knew that, or I felt like I was in a rut and I didn't know how to get myself out. And that kind of leads into my next, the next thing that I learned, which is you have to make things happen for yourself. When I acknowledged that I was unhappy and that I needed a change, I, I then ran into the next question, which was, okay, do I need to try harder to make it work for myself here? Or do I need to try to transfer? And I think that was the hardest question of the, the process because for whatever reason, sometimes people see people who decide to, to make big changes like transferring from a college or a school or whatever, or ch- changing jobs, they see it as acknowledgement of failure or something. Like you, you're just dipping out and you know, you're, you're not trying anymore. But what I learned from the experience is that actually – I had to try a lot harder. There was a lot more effort involved in coming to the conclusion that, no, this just isn't right for me. 
I need to make this change. And yeah, I went out and I applied to a couple schools and I ended up changing to William & Mary. And it was, I don't want to say it was a hard transition in a bad way, but it took a lot of effort to transition. And um, and I'm, I'm very glad that I did because again, I don't think I would be where I am today. I made the best decision for myself at the time and it took a little bit to for me to get to that point because I actually at Mount Holyoke was very well connected with the athletics. I was a squash player um, and I loved my squash team and I, I felt like I was actually failing the entire team if I left. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I, I was like, well, this is my life. This is my college experience. And, you know, ha- you have to do what what is best for yourself. So that <laughs> moving forward, um, I guess that's why I've kind of been like, I've just been going with the flow with where this, where with Deco has taken me like, oh, okay, I guess I have to move to Florida. Oh, okay. I guess I can't go out with my friends this weekend because I have a lot to do with my company and I have to work. It's just like, oh, okay, whatever. I guess I'm doing that now. So <laughs> Again, with the big picture thing, it's really given me a lot of insight of how to see the big picture objectively. And I'm really grateful that I was able to come to all those conclusions myself um, and that I, I took all of that away at such a, I mean, I would have been 19. So Wow. Juliana, <laughs> I mean, that's such a huge move that you made because when you're starting out college, your first year really is your formative starting point where you're making your friends, right. you're making your connections, but then you made waves to look at yourself and decide this is not quite working out for me, even though I'm comfortable here. And really the the formula for success is getting out of your comfort zone. And you've, you've started that early with that transfer process. It wasn't easy. And I'm sure it was not easy starting over at a completely new school, but look at how it has shaped the way that you look at your life now. And I think that's a huge, huge takeaway. Exactly. It was the best move I've ever made. (laughs) That's awesome. Let's talk a little bit about influences. So my next question is a two-part question. And first, I want you to share with our listeners, is there any particular movie, book, song, or play that has been greatly influential in your life in terms of finding your life passion or motivating you? Of course. Okay, so as I mentioned before, my dog is named after a Harry Potter character. (laughs) Not coincidentally. (laughs) I started reading the Harry Potter series when I was, gosh, how old was I in second grade? Uh, Like eight, nine? And a lot of people don't know this about me because it was one of my my best kept secrets. I actually, in high school and starting in middle school with one of my best friends, we did online literary role-playing with Harry Potter characters, which basically entails you have a character and you, you join these forums and they're basically just all writing prompts and you just jump in and you start, you write these long elaborate posts and it's, it's difficult to explain. It's a lot easier if you, if you know what it is or if you look at it, but this is what developed my passion for writing. And writing is, is an amazing thing because you're, you're going to need to write at all points in your life for any job, for anything, no matter what. It's just how it, it's, it's how you express yourself. But because the subject matter was so creative. My, I feel like my imagination has just continued to develop. And yeah, I'm so grateful that I stumbled upon that online community. It's, I don't know what, what it's like right now, but back, back in 2005, 2006, there, it was a pretty solid community. Actually, I went to boarding school and I met uh, one of the girls that I, I did this role playing 
business with. She, I told her that I went to boarding school and she, and we were such good friends. She lived in California, but we were such good friends online that she actually ended up coming to my boarding school. Wow. And, and we swore to each other that we would never tell anyone how we, how we knew each other because for, for, it's sad that it's <laughs> and you've people heard it here, folks. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Erica, but, <laughs> but, um, but the Harry Potter series, I mean, man, it was just this, an opportunity to to really be my my creative outlet for so many years, and um, and yeah, I love it. I think everyone should have something like that. I'm going to force my I'm not going to force my kids to read Harry Potter by any means. If they don't want to, that's fine. You know, there are Twilight people, there are Lord of the Rings people, and I'm a Harry Potter person. So, <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Well, a couple of things, as you probably know. J.K. Rowling, she started out Harry Potter by scratching it on napkins in a cafe right, when she right. was unemployed. And she she hasn't just become a best-selling author of books. She's really created this entire lifestyle brand that so many people have been influenced by it at all different ages. And it, it makes perfect sense. I see the parallel now between <laughs> what J.K. Rowling did with Harry Potter and what you're trying to do with Deco. So it makes absolute perfect sense that you would be inspired by a book or a book series like Harry Potter. <laughs> and telling story and telling the story of your brand is so critically important. Stories are great. Stories Absolutely. are great. <laughs> well, second part to the question, Juliana, is there a particular person that you've connected with that has left such a lasting impression on you towards you finding your career path and your life's passion? So I mentioned my grandfather earlier, um, but I didn't, I didn't get to talk about my grandfather. <laughs> so, but... Like I said, he's the definition of a self-made entrepreneur. My takeaway from watching my grandfather interact with his friends, with our family, with his employees, with anyone he did business with, was that he treated everybody like they were his best friend. He talked the same way to the janitor as he did the CFO of the company. So, I mean, you know, it's just when he walked into the room, they were excited that Bud was there because, again, he was just such a friendly person and just made everyone feel like they were so important. And that's the type of business person that I want to be. It's funny because there are little things that, that I do whenever I have a meeting with a manufacturer, just when I'm just talking on the phone with a new potential partner. For example, our, our packaging strategy is, is to be unique, of course. And we have, um, or I've been, I've been working on a kind of triangular prism packaging design. And if you can imagine Toblerone chocolate, yes. it's, it's exactly that. So whenever I have a meeting with somebody in person, I bring in a couple Toblerone chocolates <laughs> because <laughs> I'm kind of like, okay, well, who doesn't love getting chocolate? And my hope is that, you know, if, I've, if I'm always bringing goodies when I have these kind of mundane meetings about shipping supplies or boxes or whatever, I want those people to be excited to see me. And, um, and yeah, that I don't, I don't think my grandfather ever brought chocolate to meetings, but it kind of goes along. It's the same idea that, you know, just trying to make everyone that you that you um, interact with, whether it's business or pleasure, just excited and happy to work with you and, and talk to you. And beyond that, I mean, my grandfather is obviously a very hard worker. But then I also want to mention my father because my father has been a huge supporter of me. All of my entrepreneurial ventures, even when I was having lemonade stands when I was 10 years old out in my backyard. He is my biggest cheerleader. Yeah. And I think everybody needs at least one cheerleader when you're doing something like this because it's scary. Yeah. And and when you are kind of having your doubts and um 
to have someone that can just come up behind you and say, no, 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 I, I believe in you. I, I know you can do this. It's, it's going to be okay. That makes a world of difference than if I didn't have that. And I'm so thankful that he seems to believe in me. <laughs> I definitely would not be where I am today if not for my grandfather and my father. That's awesome. So. And what a great way to honor the love and encouragement that you've gotten from two generations of parentage, you know, your grandfather yeah. <laughs> and your father. And they must be you know, so proud of you. And that is fantastic. Really appreciate you sharing that, Juliana. My pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> Hey, Moving Forward listeners, if you're enjoying today's episode, consider supporting the podcast. You can purchase a copy of the Corporate Clichés Adult Coloring Book or try out Amazon Prime or Audible using one of my affiliate links, which you can find in the write-up for any of the episodes at bemovingforward.com. Well, Juliana, I'm excited to ask you this because we have listeners from all over the world and... I have no doubt there are people who are listening to this. They're getting inspired, maybe a little rattled in where they are right now. They're struggling to find their passion or make that move or take that risk. What advice do you have for someone listening to this who may be in that spot, who may be stuck in neutral and wants to do something different with their life? I would say you just have to go out and start doing things. Not tomorrow, today. You have to just start trying things. I, I have, uh, it kills me to say this, but I, I know so many people that they, they've come to me because I have so many things. I have too many things, actually. It's, <laughs> I was a squash player in college. I actually just sold my horse about two months ago. I've had horses uh, throughout my teenage years. I, I write, I, I do all of these things. And and my, so again, my friends come to me and they say, what do I, I, I need to, I, I want a hobby. I want a thing too. And I say, well, you just got to start just start trying stuff and see what clicks. And it, as long as you are out and trying, you're not, you're not doing something wrong. Your time isn't being wasted. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's my advice. Just go out and, and see what works for you because you'll, you'll never know until you, you're sitting on that, that surfboard <laughs> or you're, you're in front of your computer tr- working on the, or trying to outline your first novel or, I mean, there are just so many things, especially now. Uh, we have so many resources. You know, just putting yourself out on the out on the line and and just going for it. And there's never been a better time in terms of channels and access to so many things you can try now. Mm-hmm. And the barriers to entry are so much lower if you want to try a if you want to start a business or just even find a hobby. I believe that there's no excuse not to find something that really lights you up because there's so much out there. And just listening to you, you've clearly never been in a moment where you're bored because you've always <laughs> had something to do. In fact, I think the only thing you probably come up against is not enough hours in the day. That is my exact problem, actually. <laughs> I think about that all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Juliana, what is next for you? Whew. Well, I am I'm officially making the move to Florida. Hopefully that will go smoothly. I, I don't really know what to expect in terms of um, any anything. I, again, even though I, I've visited, I, I'm familiar with Florida. I've never actually lived there, so we'll see. We'll see if I can actually deal with the the humidity and the heat. <laughs> I'm convinced that heat is better than extreme cold. Yes. So yes. come February, um, I don't think you'll be regretting the decision. No, no, I hope not. At least I'm still working with all of my manufacturers trying to kind of fit together all the pieces for my product, and I'm hoping to have the product 
all set and ready to be sold by late fall, uh, late fall at the latest. <laughs> of course, we're, we're pushing it a little bit with the whole holiday thing. But I, and, but the reason that it kind of has to be a little later is I did not know this. Italy actually takes a mandatory paid vacation for the entire month of August, mm. which sounds great, but it's bad for me because my caps come from Italy and they have to be made. So <laughs> basically that, that has kind of delayed everything by um, about a month because the, a cap is also a very important part of a nail polish product. <laughs> so yeah, those are my next steps. That's what the goal is for everything to go smoothly because I am so excited to get this in into everyone's hands. I, I'm really, I, I really think that this, that people are going to love the product. Uh, already I, people seem to really like the, the prototypes that I've made and they're really into just they just seem excited and maybe it's because i'm excited and they feel bad if they're not as excited as i am but well that's part of the secret juliana <laughs> is that you your passion is infectious and if you're passionate you believe in your product then other people will as well <laughs> well i definitely believe in my product i hope that i can successfully translate that through everything i'm doing well juliana what is the best way that our listeners can connect with you anyone is welcome to reach out to me through email i also have an instagram account i love getting new followers <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty active on all social media and even if you want to facebook friend me that is also welcome. I, I love talking to new people, even more so if you want to talk about nail polish. I could talk for hours about nail polish. I was trying to give you kind of a break, John. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to get too much into the actual polish itself. But anyway, yes, email, social media accounts. Facebook is probably the best way, though. Awesome. We'll have all of that on our website. Juliana, thank you so much for joining us today. You are an inspiration, and I have no doubt You've made an impact on our listeners today. So I want to wish you much success and all the best with your move to Florida. I am so excited to follow you and see what exciting things are in store for you. And I have no doubt that your passion, your drive, your initiative is going to lead you to much success. So congratulations. Thank you so much, John. It's been a pleasure to talk to you today. And, and thank you to all of the listeners. This is John Lim with Moving Forward, and we will be back with a new episode next week. Now it's time for you to move forward and discover the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and BeMovingForward.com. All rights reserved.